The following program is underwritten by... Do you have an anxious dog? Maybe one that suffers from travel sickness or is afraid of thunderstorms? If so, you need the Anxiety Wrap from the Company of Animals. The Anxiety Wrap can help comfort your dog from fearful situations. Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That's the easiest way to reach out and ask Dr. Debbie your questions. Joey Villani out sick today. He has pneumonia, and he's checked into a foreign hospital. When I say foreign, I mean Washington, D.C., <laughs> Which is pretty foreign. And it is a human hospital, right? It's not like a veterinary hospital. He didn't get like the kennel cough or something. I believe it is actually a human hospital. Maybe where they treat the president. Who knows? Anyway, big show. Don't let me get off track because we got a lot to do in such a short amount of time. Today, it's about pot for your pets. Marijuana for your pets, Hmm. especially as medicine. Right. For anxiety issues, uh, cancer, pain, palliative medicine. It is a very sorted topic across the country right now. And do they get the munchies after that? Do they have to hold a joint to their mouth? <laughs> what I don't know how <laughs> it works. Give it to them, yeah. I'm all very confused, but we're going to try to clarify things today right here on Animal Radio with that. Now, we'll start off by saying that, Dr. Debbie, you probably could see the use of it, but not now with not enough research. Is that correct? Is that where you stand on it? Yeah, I think that it, you know the last thing we want is pet owners to be conducting their own research. Yep. You know, we do want medical professionals to do it. So if pet, making it legal makes those avenues um, open up, then I think that, that that's a sound thing to do. But I don't think um, putting it in the hands of pet owners at this time is really the way to do it. Okay, well, we'll talk to somebody today that's already putting it in the hands of owners in the form of hemp. And she makes treats mm-hmm. for uh, dogs that might suffer from nausea or mood disorders or, or cardiac health problems, cancer. And then we're also going to talk to a senator, Democratic Senator Tick Segerblum, who is from your lovely state there, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he is putting together a bill or is a sponsor of a bill, SB 372, which will make it legal for doctors to write prescriptions for uh, marijuana for their animals. So veterinarians. Veterinarians. To write prescriptions. To write prescriptions. So it's all going down right there. You're at the ground zero of that. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you think about it. one 405 8405 And hopefully over the next couple of hours, you can make your own decisions about it from what you've learned right here on today's show. It is also our new pet product special week number four. Woohoo. Uh, let's see. Uh, our first week we had Kitty Cush I like for the that. cats. The, that was uh, awesome. Yes. It's like a pepper grinder of catnip. Mm, fresh stuff. And then uh, week number two, we had the Green Slow Feeder from Company of Animals. This is great if your animals uh, eat fast, especially if they're the dogs that are more predisposed to bloat. It slows them down so that they won't get that. Uh, for week number three, we heard from Voice. It is the activity monitor. We gave one away there, too. And we'll give one away today of today's special gift. Which is? What is it? What is it? I can't tell you. I can tell you it's for the dogs, okay? okay. It's a tease to keep you around. And uh, it is our number two pick for our new pet product special here on Animal Radio. We'll head to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Tammy, what do you got coming up? Well, I have found the perfect company for all of us to go work for. Okay. Uh This company says if you don't like cats, don't even bother to apply. And it's not even a company that deals with animals at all. 
Huh. Wow. Okay. It's perfect. Per- perfect? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay. That's on the way with Tammy Tree here. Let's hit the phones toll free. 1-866-405-8405 for your calls to Dr. Davey. Unfortunately, dog father Joey Volani in the hospital with pneumonia. Oh, Holy cow. Poor God. God. He called last night. And he said, I'm not feeling well. And then this morning, his wife called. Is that correct? And yes. said he's uh, working in the hospital today. <laughs> No, he's not working. She's not letting him work in the hospital. We'll still take your calls for grooming questions. I'm sure, Doctor Debbie, she's multi-talented. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's uh let's go to Karen. Hey, Karen. Hi. Where are you calling uh, from today? Know. I'm calling from Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Oh, wonderful! How can we help you? Well, I have a uh, two male papillons. They are brothers from the same litter, and one of them. Suddenly, they're three and a half years old, no, four and a half years old, and one of them, about six months ago, has decided that he needs to mark all over the house. Mm, okay. Very good. So, and w- what kind of areas is he urinating in? Well, he started off, you know, corners of the wall, uh, corn, you know, just corners, and now he's taken to urinating in the middle of my bed. How how long have you been in this home, and uh, are there other pets besides uh, the other dog? No, just the two brothers, and we've been here a year. Okay. Anything new going on in the home? Any big changes, construction, visitors? No. Um, nothing like that. Okay. Nothing like that. And let me ask. This is so, why I'm so right. confused. <laughs> okay. So prior to this, um, as young um, pups and as adult dogs, have they been, both of them been faithful with their um, house training or have there ever been problems in the past? Well, they're pretty faithful with their house training. If, of course, you know, if I leave them too long, then uh, one of them, the other one, would um, have a bowel movement on the floor. But he never urinates in the house. And then uh, the other one is the one that started this marking everywhere. Okay. All right. And it's funny um, because it, it, it actually started at the same time they suddenly started fighting. Oh, okay. See, that's so what I'm the getting. One that, the one that, that likes to urinate, he likes to try to be dominant. Okay. Because that's that helps to decide what kind of treatment plan we're going to have is when we talk about situations and, and how this comes about. So a dog that maybe kind of always has had a little bit of lax uh, house training uh, skills, um, we're going to approach that differently than a dog that's starting to do it all of a sudden. Um, regardless of the cause, what we have to do is to ensure that this behavior does not keep repeating. And the reason is because if it occurs and if he urinates in the house, we are um, we are not eliminating the opportunities for this incorrect behavior to happen. So we're not really going to effectively correct it. So you can't just kind of halfway stop it and think you're going to get headway. You really have to control the house training situation. And for an adult dog, that's basically treating them as if they are a puppy. So um, as far as in, in this situation, we take away all rights and access. Um, so that means that free access in the home is not something that he has, he has earned at this point. So we need to right. go back to basic obedience and 
treat him like a puppy, take him out on a leash to go potty and use positive reward in the appropriate spot. And a lot of times when there is either fighting um, or if there's, a, say, a fearful dog, fearful dogs will urinate in the home when they... Um, uh, don't have the confidence to go out and uh, to mark their territory outside. They actually stay very close close to home. Other dogs will urine mark out of possessiveness or territoriality, and that that may be more what your guy is doing. Um, it's yeah, very very important. Yeah, so you're going to need to keep him very close. So that may mean you need to put a tether on him, a leash, and around your waist if you're walking around the house. Otherwise, keep him uh, crate confined where you can make sure that he's not having those opportunities. And then all of those areas we've got to effectively treat with an enzyme-based cleaner to help take the odor out, to uh, take away that incentive for him to go back and mark in those areas. And um, when we are walking around the house, I do like to try using for boy dogs a kind of another kind of level of guarding is using a belly band. And it's a little kind of like a, a little stretchy kind right. of a yeah. band. Yeah, I, bando know what, that, I know what that is. Okay. So a little bando that goes around the the lower abdomen, kind of right over the penis area. And then that way, if he does urinate, it's kind of like soiling on himself. And it's a, most dogs don't want that. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is where we have to use any tool we can to, um, you know, uh, to help us here. So if it's something that doesn't hurt him and helps to make um, our efforts better, then I'm all for it. And then really kind of getting back to some of the root obedience training. So making sure that he understands that, okay, he's not in charge in the house. He's not the one who has to mark and say, hey, this is my domain. It's the human's house first. And and this is also a very difficult thing for a lot of pet owners to say, I want my dog to live in my house, but I don't want him to run the house. And right. this is a manifestation of that. So getting back to w- working on uh, sits, comes, uh, downstays, basic obedience where it, it's a very soft kind of uh, non-threatening way that you are asserting that you are the leader in the household and um, and he is uh, a follower in a sense um, that he does not have to take charge and mark the territory. So that would be definitely one big thing. And then I do like to use some of the natural um, pheromones just to kind of take a little bit of the nervous edge off. Um, you can use those in... Uh, sprays or the diffusers throughout the home and that that may help him as well um, and very lastly um, I will occasionally use behavior medications if we're not having a lot of good efforts with training but a lot of it the reasons this doesn't work is usually because of the consistency within the household so if you get everyone on board and we rework the way that he's actually allowed to be have access through the home, then you can you can get control of that. So that may mean shutting doors, um, putting up uh, little temporary gates, and uh, kind of controlling where this little guy is is running at any given time. That uh, definitely gives me some ideas where to start. And I will tell you that, as in any case, it sounds very much like this is a, a behavioral-driven problem, but I always like to make sure that we do not have some kind of medical cause that might be causing him to have um, an issue about urination. So if you haven't already been to the veterinarian, getting a urine sample check would be a very basic test that I would do just to make sure that we're not missing something here. Okay. Well, okay. well good like luck plan. with that, Karen. 
Oh, well, some well, papillons, I should say, they can be very challenging with house treating. It, it isn't uncommon, even as adults, for them to have some uh, relapses. So, mm. um, Good to know. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling today. Toll free 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. All but uh, Joey Volani out today with pneumonia. Underwriting for Animal Radio comes from world's best cat litter. I'll be honest, for years I was just throwing away, wasting my money. I might as well have been flushing it down the toilet on those giant boxes of litter that didn't last, right? Oh, yes. Then it was you, in fact, Judy, you, that turned me on to world's best cat litter. It's got this concentrated power, so even the small bag lasts 30 days. I won't use anything else now. I switched to it, and in fact, I recommend it to all my friends. I do a lot of pet sitting, and if they have litter, it's like, oh, don't use that powdery, dusty stuff. You can learn more at their website. It is www.tryworldsbest.com. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Do you have an anxious dog? Maybe one that suffers from travel sickness or is afraid of thunderstorms? If so, you need the Anxiety Wrap from the Company of Animals. The Anxiety Wrap can help comfort your dog from fear of thunderstorms, fireworks, separation anxiety, nervousness, and much, much more. The Anxiety Wrap maintains a gentle pressure on acupressure points in your dog's neck, chest, shoulders, belly, and in the rear legs thanks to its patented leg straps. Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us. Dogs fulfill our practical and emotional needs in a thousand ways, and we can return the favor. Voice is a way for you to fulfill that promise. You can help your dogs reach their potential and live their best, longest, healthiest life. Voice is more than just an activity tracker or cloud-based data that you and your vet can access. Vet not only helps detect illness, but help to prevent it. It's a shared experience that deepens your connection to your dog. Voice. Understand your dog like never before. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7899. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with your pets. And you can ask your questions by calling a toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly, directly, I say, from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. Yeah, you download the app. It's free. 
thanks to those guys over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. And when you download it, you'll be able to listen to the show, ask your questions, call us anytime, uh, see the recalls, uh, news updates, all kinds of resources over there. So you want to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone now. They told me to hit it really hard this week. Good. Did I do it? You did a good job. I'm yeah. going to go download it again. <laughs> you just, only need one. Just Another great online waste of time is our Facebook page. Waste of time, Hal. <laughs> it's not a waste Come of time. On, now. I know. The pictures are entertaining. I love the videos. You know, if you need a smile through your day, all yeah. you have to do is go to the Animal Radio uh, Facebook yeah. page. At the Facebook page, we do this uh, Wacky Wednesday thing. Every Wednesday, we award prizes for your Wacky Wednesday pictures. You upload those pictures on Wednesday. Then uh, we see how many likes and shares there are by the end of the day. And the one with the most likes and shares picks up on some great prizes. What do you have today, Judy? This week we have from Oster, we have the Shed Monster. Oh. It's Ooh. one of those de-shedding tools that can reduce hair on the carpets and your clothes and your furniture. And they actually have two sizes. They have one for long-haired dogs and one for short-haired dogs. So the winner will get their choice. And I think it's Oster. The same people that make the blenders. And I thought it was Oster. You say Oster, I say, I say Oster. Oster. Tomato, 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 potato, potato. I like Shed Monster. I think that says it all. It really. <laughs> and, it, and if you think of like people who have like Labradors with that short hair, that just constantly comes out. Oh my gosh, the Shed Monster would be the thing I would pull out. Okay, well you're going to have to win it just the same way like everybody else. You're going to have to upload your pictures over at the Facebook page. I encourage you to check that out. When I say waste of time, I just mean schedule a few hours. It's, you'll get sucked in. You'll get sucked in. I do yeah. every time. Yep. Joey Volani out sick today. He has pneumonia. But uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. I don't know how long pneumonia is kind of a take I you down. I don't know. Or, isn't it? Yeah. It I've depends. Never it. But you know what? I'm a little worried about some of the grooming advice. You know, if I have to, like, you know, do a poodle trim, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm good at veterinary medicine, but I'm not so good at shaving poodles. Okay. So we're not going to be trimming any poodles today, okay? But you do know... Inside and Out, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, and you've written extensively on them with the uh, Kindle book, which is available at Amazon.com or links to it from AnimalRadio.com. It's Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend by our very own Dr. Debbie. If you want to talk to her, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. Well, hello, Kevin. How are you? I've got a question about Dynavite, and if there's any other supplement that would uh, take the place of it. Um, I, I had a dog that was 18 years old, and uh, five years prior to her passing, we put her on Dynavite. She had uh, gross tumors that uh, actually expelled herself uh, after we got her on Dynavite about six months uh, afterwards, and, and the vet was totally amazed with that and surprised that she lived as long as she did. But uh, we were grateful with that. But I've got a Situ, and then I've got a uh, mixed uh, Beagle hound dog. And uh, the Beagle is approximately 14 years old, and she's having arthritis problems with her joints and stuff. And we got her on glucosamine right now. And uh, is there anything else I can do for her to help alleviate her joint problems? Well, potentially, and there's a, there's a lot that we can do for pets that have arthritis or what we're presuming to have arthritis. And glucosamine is probably the most popular thing that we look at as a supplement form. Um, and just like people who take glucosamine, it helps to kind of restore the building blocks of cartilage and joint fluid. So that that's a very good thing for a pet that has arthritis. And I like to give that to dogs that have 
chronic arthritis uh, that are recovering from an orthopedic injury. So I think that's a very sound thing. As far as other supplements, um, some people give um, omega fatty acids um, for the benefits of joint uh help as well. And that can be very useful. So, you know, things like Dynavite have some fatty acids. So, um, you know, I can't tell you as far as what other products I would use maybe there, but uh, I think a good fatty acid product is uh, definitely something I'd look at. Maybe a fish oil? Yeah, basically like a fish oil. And as far as other things that we look at, you know, we have to decide at what point do just natural things help and what point do we need to look at giving, getting the pet on something more definitive to help pain. And not that I'm against supplements. I believe in them. I use them. But I like to make sure that we're being very um, abreast of what's the most important thing that this pet will need. And if a pet needs a pain reliever, I believe in giving a pain reliever. So that might be something else that we can look at in an older pet. So if she's not already on some kind of non-steroidal pain medicine, then, you know, talk to your veterinarian because I would really look at that as well to use in conjunction with some of the supplements that can be helpful. And then probably the most overlooked thing when we talk about pets and arthritis is keeping them from getting fat. (laughs) And that's a very real thing that can help. And so many times we can take pets off of medications that are suffering with pain if we can get them slimmed down to that of a healthy weight pet. So that is always on my prescription pad for pets when we're dealing with arthritis. If they're on the portly side, we cut back on the rations and we do non-weight-bearing activity like swimming um, or even just low-grade walking just to help uh, burn some calories there. I was thinking maybe a baby aspirin a day to... uh no. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's so many better things out now than aspirin. Aspirin is a wonder drug, but there are much more specific and selective pain remedies for dogs that can spare some of the side effects. And the bad thing with aspirin with pets is that it can cause stomach ulcers. It can cause kidney-related problems. And we're not effectively treating the pain as best we can when we have some of these other side effects. There's a lot of medications out there. The newer ones um, are more selective for different what we call Cox selection. And I love some of the different products in use in my clinic. Uh, Prevacox, uh, Rimadil, Medicam, Jeramex. There's tons. So I would talk to your veterinarian on what might be the best call for your pet and any other pre-existing conditions. But those kind of things far outweigh um, the safety margins of giving an aspirin or even, heaven forbid, something like a Tylenol, which has such a narrow uh, toxic uh, dose for pets that we try to just stay away from it. Boy, Kevin, you should have seen when you said aspirin. Her eyes, I'd never seen her eyes get so big there. <laughs> you know what? I, I got a shockwave through the radio or through the phone here, so I understand that. I, I really appreciate your feedback on that. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. This time, it's not jerky treats made in China that are making dogs sick. It's treats labeled as being made right here in the United States, and it's the same rare kidney disease as before. 
The FDA says it's found that some of the products in question were made with ingredients that came from outside the U.S. But doctors at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine say its lab has recently diagnosed cases of Fanconian dogs who ate treats that weren't made in China or with ingredients from China. And similar cases have started turning up in Europe, too. So what do you do? Well, Dr. Juris Geiger of the University of Pennsylvania says stay away from giving pets any jerky treats until this mess is sorted out. We've had several horror stories about pets and planes on in the past few months. Now Delta Airlines has come up with a way for you to fly with your pet and not be a total nervous wreck about their safety. It's a GPS device that lets you monitor the pets flying in cargo. It costs $50 and it attaches to the pet's carrier. And it keeps track of where the carrier is, that's important, but also the temperature outside the carrier and it can tell if the carrier has fallen over. You can check the stats on a website and if there's an alert... That goes directly to Delta's call center. Now, the hang-up here is because of restrictions on cellular communications during flights. You can only check the website before takeoff and landing. Gadget or not, the Humane Society still says not to ship pets as cargo unless you just have to. Would you believe, I, I, I should work here, would you believe that there is a company that says the most important quality it looks for in new hires is a love of felines? And this is not a pet store, not a cat rescue, or anything really associated with cats at all. It's an internet solutions business in Tokyo called Foray Corporation. And it's actually taken in nine rescue cats to help employees unwind and increase productivity. The cats simply roam around the office doing all those wonderful things that cats do, like playing and purring. And the company also encourages employees to bring their own pets to work. If that's not enough, it gets better here. If a worker doesn't have a pet, the Foray Corps will pay out a monthly cat bonus of about $42 American to anybody who adopts a cat that needs a home. Seriously, we all should work there. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. 
Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And it is time once again for our Hero of the Week. We go to the phones where we have Susan Karowski on the phone. She is the Executive Director for Pets for the Elderly. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, tell me a little bit about the organization. We began in uh, 1992 when our founder sold a very successful mail order business and wanted to do good with his money. So he began Pets for the Elderly Foundation. What do you guys do? You bring pets into uh, elderly, adopt them to, to elderly seniors or bring them into nursing homes? What do you do? I'm not getting the connection yet. Sure. His goal was twofold. He knew the value of a companion animal in his own life and sure. had seen the statistics about well-being for seniors with animal. And he also was very troubled by the number of animals languishing in shelters, um, facing possible euthanasia for space needs, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So our goals are twofold. We help seniors afford the cost of adoption. We underwrite a portion of the cost of adoption. So we're helping animal lives and human lives. So can I go to any shelter in any state and you'll help pay for part of the adoption fees? No, wouldn't that be wonderful if it were that way? We don't quite have the funding for that. But what we do is we work with a network of shelters that are in our program. Usually people check our website or call me and ask if there's a shelter near them that's in the program. Now currently I guess there's 46 shelters in in 27 different states? That's correct. How many animals would you say that you've placed with seniors over that time? Over the time period, we're very proud of that number. Last year, we did a little over 5,200 companion animals. Wow. Wow. Uh, That costs us about $300,000 a year. But since we went national, since we went beyond the borders of Ohio and Pennsylvania where we started, uh, we have saved over 62,000 animal lives. Wow. Do you have any great stories of any elderlies that made a special connection with one of the pets? Oh, so many of them. It's Opening the mail here is just always a, a feel-good day because <laughs> we get pictures of the senior adopters with, with the animals. And trust me, almost always both the animal and the person are smiling. <laughs> it's just a wonderful thing. One of my favorite stories was uh, an adoption that took place in Florida, kind of a lonely senior who uh, had been widowed and everyone made a fuss when he walked out into the waiting room with this little white fluffy dog that he'd adopted and he grinned and said when I walk her I'm going to be a chick magnet (laughs) (laughs) and I love how that illustrates not just the the joy that the animal brought to him but also you know, that's very much the case, that when these seniors are out walking, they get human interaction, too. People oh, stop yes. and talk to them. Um, I also got uh, a Christmas card last year from a 72-year-old woman. And it was a combination holiday greeting and thank you card. And in that, she said that since she had adopted her dog, she had learned to play again. And oh. that the joy brought, jo- uh, the dog, I'm sorry, the dog brought joy and laughter and um, that's yeah. so wonderful isn't that some days i cry when i open the mail <laughs> wow. has anyone asked for any other animals other than a cat or a dog yes yes and we do hold to just cats and dogs we kind of feel that snakes aren't cuddly <laughs> <laughs> um, 
most of the evidence has been around cats and dogs. We have had requests for primarily for rabbits, and we've had to say no on that one. Uh, they make good pets. Uh, Bob Barker has. Well, he, he has just passed away, but he loves Not his Bob rabbits. Barker. The rabbits just passed away. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's still kicking. Bob's still, yeah, but his rabbits passed away, but he loved his rabbits. Yes. Yes, I think my brother had rabbits, um, and they they were incredibly good pets. Yeah, as long as you get them spayed or neutered. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Pretty important. Well, that's important for all of the animals, don't you think? Absolutely. I, yeah. Yes. That's, you're taking donations. I guess uh, we can go to the website, petsfortheelderly.org. That's correct. And make a we donation have, there, huh? Yes. There is either a printable form if someone wants to mail a check or uh, a link to our PayPal account. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're doing such great work. Oh, thank you. We're pleased to hear that others think that. Of course, of course. We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com so you can reach out to Susan Karowski's organization, Pets for the Elderly. And PetsfortheElderly.org is the website. If you know somebody that would be a great hero for Animal Radio, then you should reach out to Judy and send her an email to your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com. And uh, we're always looking for good heroes. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, People too. Orlando, Florida is known for sunny skies, sandy beaches, and Disney World. But lately, some warning signs have been going up around town, warning people to watch out for bird droppings. The problem started when city workers moved trees on an island in Orlando because bird droppings were polluting the water. Since then, the birds have moved to the city, covering the streets, cars, benches, and trees with droppings, and they're not sparing pedestrians. One resident called the stench disgusting. Another resident who was hit said she heard it was good luck. Federal law prohibits the bird nests in Orlando from being disturbed. So for now, I'd buy an umbrella. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Frank. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. And you? I'm doing great. What part of the country are you calling from? I am actually in uh, Arkansas right now. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. What can we help you with? I have a one-year-old government picture. He is the Isabella color, which is, uh, I'm sure as you know, is the uh, blue color. Uh-huh. And I know that blue dogs typically have uh, some skin issues, but, I mean, he's just got little small places they come and go we have medicated shampoo uh, we actually take it to the groomers once a week to be you know thoroughly shampooed uh, mm-hmm. and um, I was wondering if you had any other recommendation in terms of uh, dietary supplements or or something like that yeah well for the um, the dobies that have the what they call the color mutant alopecia the blues and some of even the the fawns um, mm-hmm. We tend to see a lot of these problems. So you're, I'm assuming you're probably yeah. having problems with blackheads, um, real sparse hair coat, things of that nature. Um, not yet. Like I said, he's one year old, and I, I don't know if it's, uh, it's a, if it's a uh, progressive issue and it's going to get worse. But right now, um, there's only been one small spot a few months ago that uh, had a bit of thinning hair. But uh, other than that, the coat is fine. Oh, okay. Uh, so when, he's, so, when he's standing in a certain sunlight, uh, you can see the bumps under his skin, and they do tend to irritate him as well. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, the the big things that I'm a, a real advocate of is before we talk about supplements, I like to get to the heart of a good diet. Now, if it's appropriate for your pet situation, sometimes we can help some of these pets with staying to a hypoallergenic diet. Um, some of the mo- more non-traditional varieties of food, whether they are what we call a hydrolyzed protein diet um, or if it's more of a novel protein diet. But that kind of helps to deal with some of maybe the allergic tendencies that we can see with skin in general. That would be number one that I would always go to as a heart of a good diet such as that. And your vet may know best if that's what's going on currently in your pet's skin. Also, I do like using fatty acids. And the reason is that you can't you can't get enough fatty acid in a produced dog food um, because it just doesn't stay around. It becomes rancid. So we do have to supplement that. And that's something there's oodles of different products out there with good fatty acids, recognizing that dogs need general supplements with the omega-3s, so we find those more in the fish-based oils. Um, But beyond that, topical therapy would probably be another big key thing to make sure we keep those pores open. You know, these guys, they're so interesting looking for folks that, you know, I don't know, Hal and Judy, if you guys know what these guys look like. Um, It's almost kind of like a pastel Doberman Pinscher, but they do have their share of skin problems, so you'll want to make sure your eyes wide open if you get into them. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. Here's the number, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. It spells nothing, Kaflugana. But it has a... It has a kind of a, you know, rhythm to it. It does. It flows. 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download. Thanks to those folks over at Doctors Foster and Smith. So download it now before you forget. Let's see. It is week number four of our countdown of the new pet product special. We kicked off with the Kitty Kush several weeks back for the Mm -hmm. kitty. Uh, the green uh, slow feeder from Company of Animals, Voices Activity Monitor last week, and this week, a unique item that we fell upon at our Facebook page. If you like, <laughs> I wish I could explain it, if you like playing fetch with your dog. Or if you don't like playing fetch with your dog. If your dog likes playing fetch, let's just <laughs> say that. Here's a little automated machine. It's like one of those little tennis ball uh, throwers that you, if you wanted to play tennis by yourself, but it pitches the ball for your dog to chase after. So we realized that when we someone someone sent us a video that's on our Facebook page of this dachshund, I believe, playing for hours upon hours. Yeah, the great thing is, is they put the ball in the machine. The you dog. Yes, the dog does. You don't have to be involved at all. I understand that we have one. We've tried several times to use it, and but we have the uh, the creator on it, Denny Hamill. Top dog over at Go iFetch iFetch.com, and we have links to everything and all the products. Uh, over at AnimalRadio.com. Denny, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Well, now, this all started over a Kickstarter campaign. Is that correct? It did. That's when we really uh, launched iFetch to the world and uh, had great response that really gave us the confidence to go ahead and commercialize it. You raised eighty-eight grand. Yes, we did. That's, wow. uh, that's more than your goal was, huh? It was. It was. So how did it come up? How did the idea come up? Well, the idea came up from my, my grandson, Grant. 
uh, it was about five years ago. He was in high school, and um, they have a a little uh, dog Prancer who just loves to fetch, and everybody loves to play fetch with him. Mm-hmm. But Grant was trying to get homework done. And he said, you know, the dog was just pestering him, and he said, why don't we make something that will throw the dog for a Prancer? And so he and I built a little prototype. Uh, we tore down a Hot Wheels set and uh, and made a little prototype, and then we uh, the dog liked it, so we you know engaged a company to do some design, and uh, it went on from there. So how is it doing? It's really doing well. We had a a great fall. We we started shipping just about a year ago, and we had a very very good uh, scale up and and um, a great fall and Christmas season. And in fact, we're just getting ready to go on Kickstarter again with our next version, which is iFetch 2, um, uh, that throws big balls for big dogs. Because these balls that are in this one are just, uh, they're like the little mini tennis balls, right? Yes, they're uh, sort of a standard pet. You can, you can buy them, uh, in pet stores. They're about an inch and a half in diameter, and they're really for small dogs. And so it was designed for small dogs, indoor, um, it, it throws 10, 20, or 30 feet, uh, so it'll, it'll just toss it, or it'll throw it good and hard if you have room. Uh, but it is a small ball for small dogs. And we've got a lot of requests, even back to the original Kickstarter campaign, of people who said, when can I get one for my big dog? So yeah. that's coming soon. So how do you train your dog? How, does it, is it easy? Do dogs take to it easily? Some do. Every dog is different. And... Um, it does require training. It's like any trick or anything else. The best uh, dogs um, are the ones who are fetch fanatics, and they seem to get it pretty quick. Um, we say it, it takes a dog anywhere between about uh, 10 minutes and infinity. Some dogs never <laughs> get it. But actually, even the ones that don't get it like it. it it's sort of a mystery to dogs. It sits there, it's sort of cute, and... You drop the ball in, and a couple seconds later, out pops a ball. And so we found, even for dogs that don't totally get it, it's it's a nice toy for the family. It's a nice, especially for little kids who don't really know perhaps how to play with dogs. It's a center Mm -hmm. for play and for fun for the kids and the dog. I'm in the process of trying to train my little dog, and she's pretty smart. She picks up on a lot of things. We're having a little difficulty trying to get her. I need to spend more time with her trying to get her to work on it. Well, we have um, a video on the website uh, that uh, is a help with one of our really good trainers. And uh, But, yeah, every dog is a little different, and, and uh, you know, some get it really well. Some It takes longer. Yep, so, that's the way it goes. Yeah. How much is this going to set me back? It's $115 retail. We'll put links to it uh, and links to all of this over at, in fact, all of the items that you've heard in the last few weeks we'll put over at AnimalRadio.com. Our number two pick, I Fetch. Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, let's let's uh, go ahead and give one out. And uh, you can call us at one 405 8405 to pick up on this right now. If you can't get through, go to GoIFetch.com. And in all transparency, and I'll be, I gotta be transparent, Judy. You know I got to be. I know you got to be. We, we have loyal listeners. We, I think we're the oldest animal radio show around, and I think our longevity can be attributed to either our stupidity 
uh, or that we're very transparent and we tell you exactly like it is. And we try everything that we talk about on the air. All of the foods that come in, we, we, we try all of the foods because we don't want to recommend them to you unless we have tried them. And that being said, I think the iFetch is a wonderful idea. The unit that was shipped to us was defective. It came with open wiring, electrical wiring that was, uh, uh, the prom- power cord, power cord defective and, and very dangerous. I mean, exposed wiring. And I think it makes some noise that it shouldn't make. It was obviously a refurbished, a poorly refurbished unit that they had sent us. Uh, but uh, if you call today, we're going to get you a new one. It, it won't be the one that we have. And I suspect <laughs> that the problems that we had are isolated and few and far between. And we are getting a new power supply. We are? Yes, we are. Very so, cool. Yes. We'll head back to the phones toll free. one 405 8405 for your calls. First, a check what are we working on in the newsroom, Tammy Trujillo? You know, there there really is, Hal, a niche for just about everything in the world. I, I've come to believe that over time. And there is a company out there who's getting paid to look at dog poop. Huh? They really are. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> well, and we don't even get paid. I know. <laughs> We're missing something here, Judy. We're missing something. Great. That's on the way with Tammy Trujillo. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, the phones are ringing white hot at 1-866-405-8405. About half of them have questions for Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, who's not here. He's uh, unfortunately sick and in the hospital with pneumonia. We wish him well. Hope he'll be back soon. For that. Poor guy. I don't know how long that'll take you out. Might take you out for a few oh, weeks. Good. But he called me late last night and he says, I'm not feeling well. He didn't didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't hint at anything that yeah. was that major. Just I'm just not feeling right. And then his wife sets the, the, the story straight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this hour we're gonna talk more pot for your pets as Democratic Senator Sick Tick Senator Tick Segerbloom. <laughs> Try saying that fast. I've never heard of a tick before. Have you heard of a guy named Tick before? Uh, it's got to be a nickname. Oh, okay. Well, he's he's going to be joining us. He's going to tell us about a bill that he's working on in Nevada to make medical marijuana for dogs and cats legal. Hmm. And uh, it's all a very controversial topic. Right now, there hasn't been enough testing done to really uh, talk to the efficacy of marijuana in your pets. And that's why you're kind of sitting on the sidelines, Dr. Deb. Is that correct? You're waiting for that research to come through? Yeah, but you know, I think the interesting thing is that there's a lot of the same conditions, um, pets with chronic disease, um, pets that are dying of cancer, where I can see a lot of pet owners are starting to look and they're, they're questioning, they're looking for, is this something we can use? So, um, it is somewhat an exciting time to see if, if it is in fact, uh, going to become something we can use in the veterinary world. If this legislation goes through in Nevada, that probably means more people will be able to test and we'll find out uh, what's happening. There will be more research done mm-hmm. on the medicine. That would be a good thing. Well, we know right. it, it helps humans a lot. We know mm-hmm. that, especially uh, those in a lot of pain or uh, suffering from cancer. And if you have to go through chemotherapy, geez, if it helps to... Uh, glaucoma. Glaucoma, just so many things. Mm-hmm. But what about the dog that's a performance dog and then, you know, is is taking some kind of uh, marijuana extract going <laughs> to, you know, decrease their hunting ability or their performance on the agility track? You know, are we just going to make our animals less of a dog and less... Uh, 
dog-like because they're going to be medicated? Well, I don't know. They may have the munchies and may want to go hunting more. I don't know. Or they may just sit on the couch and want to watch dog TV all day. Exactly. I have no idea. You know, I thought we were going to have a lot of answers during this show. So far, I'm just... Uh, we have more questions. More questions. And yeah. we'll have more questions for Democratic Senator Tick Sugarbloom. Segerbloom. Segerbloom. Tick Segerbloom. In just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. But first, your calls. Let's talk about your pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Well, hello, Marie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from L.A. La. How, how is it in La today? In, oh, uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, it's pretty hot today. It's always hot in L.A. It is always hot in L.A. Now listen, how can we help you? I have uh, the dream team here minus Joey Volani, but I think you have a doctor or a medical question. Is that correct? Yes. Um, well, I have a seven-year-old Yorkie, and the other day, you know, I was petting him, and then I felt a hard, like, a movable lump on his left side. And I did take him to the vet, and they told me that uh, it is where the floating rib resides. However, it is abnormal. So, um, you know, like when I asked for some clarification of what abnormal meant, uh, the vet just told me that similar to his floating knee issue, um, it's an abnormal, you know, I guess, feel. And she told me that at this point she is comfortable with for us just to, you know, wait and see if it grows. So I'm just wondering if you guys think that this is the best approach or, you know, should I go ahead with, like, x-rays and, you know, soft Okay, so, so the lump is new. It's not always been at that rib location, correct? Um, you know, I, it's the first time I felt it, but my husband told me that he felt it before, too. But okay. I guess at certain angles it's more noticeable. Okay. So w- when we talk about ribs and kind of what a floating rib is, um, um, not all ribs actually attach to the front of the, the sternum, to, to the front of the body. Um, so w- those are the last one and the 13th one is typically called a floating rib in, wow. in a lot of species. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean it's actually kind of out there floating. It just doesn't have the same attachments Um and uh, there can be ribs that have problems where you can get um, movement or there may, may be a mass associated with it because it's moving. But usually those are more painful in nature. So for me, I don't know that the rib is necessarily related to your dog's mass or not. And I, I think that's kind of the first thing to figure out. And I, I'll be honest, I am not a veterinarian that very often says, let's watch and wait. <laughs> Those words just don't come out of my mouth. Um, It's not my attitude towards my own health care. And it's not uh, yeah. an attitude that I extol to my clients and to their pets. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot, a lot of things may be fine, watching and waiting, but if, uh, if it is the situation where it's an actual growth, a tumor, then we can actually lose the opportunity to effectively treat a lot of lumps or bumps when they're small and very manageable mm-hmm. because we just kind of, you know, you're told to, eh, just watch it. So for me, yeah. I would personally take those x-rays, find out, see if there's any kind of involvement close to that yeah. rib that we do need to be worried about. And if it looks like it's um, something we can sample with a needle, then that would be the second thing that I would do pretty readily, mm. just just so we know. And a lot of times we can get things like fatty tumors or lipomas that can mm-hmm. crop up in these areas. And that would be wonderful if it's something like that. It may not necessarily be something of concern, but I think um, information is power, and uh, I, I would certainly... Um, 
advocate, you know, looking into it a bit? Okay, um, because the the hard lump itself is smooth, does that mean it usually, you know, it could not be a tumor? Because I was reading that malignant tumors are usually more, have more of like a borderless edge to it, or, um, you know, like they feel like the outside of a pineapple. Is that something that can you, be based you, off of, or...? It's one generalization you, you just honestly can't make. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when we look at fatty tumors, they can be movable and they may have a distinct edge. So in that situation, a fatty tumor, yes, may be movable. Um, they tend to be a little softer. But you can't tell just by feeling um, with a malignant tumor versus a benign one. Oh, so, um, I but on the other end of the spectrum, some malignant tumors, because they're more aggressive, they don't follow borders. So mm-hmm. there are some malignant ones that will just not have a, a real clear outlining edge. But uh, there's a lot of shades of gray in between. So, yeah, I, I generally don't use a physical characteristic like that to, to make me um, feel whether it's benign or malignant. I, I, the proof is in the pudding. And for me, you know, a needle biopsy is, you know, may not give us an accurate diagnosis in every case, but in many cases it'll give us a, a, an inkling and it, it'll help us to make that decision how much further we do or don't need to go um, with the diagnostics. Is that procedure painful for the pet? The needle biopsy? The needle biopsy, it's not particularly um, painful. And obviously, we're sticking a needle in, but what I kind of describe it as is like the reverse of a vaccination. In a vaccination, we put a needle in and we inject. Oh, okay. In, okay. in a needle biopsy, we put a needle in and we put a little bit of air pressure in the syringe, and that mm-hmm. pulls cells out into the chamber of the syringe and into the needle. And uh, in that way, then we make our slides and uh, our, obtain our samples for the testing. So it is kind of like a reverse vaccination, basically. Okay, uh, one last question. Uh, do you think I should go with an ortho- orthopedic surgeon for, um, you know, his x-rays? Or do you think the general vet, you know, would be, would be okay? If we haven't an- had any evidence yet that this is something involving the bone, um, mm-hmm. Then, then I don't know that you'd necessarily have to see a specialist quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I think I think this would be something as a general practice um, practitioner. I would be very comfortable doing you know this type of X-rays and a needle biopsy. And there are times, you know, if it is involving the chest wall or the the ribs, that's when I would certainly say, okay, you know what, this might be something I'm not the one that we need to um, be dealing with. Um, if we're dealing with something more surgery, then that's when the referral to the specialist would definitely be in line. Oh, okay. All right, great. I guess all of my answers are um, answered, and I'll definitely be taking him to get that x-ray. Thank you for yes. your help. You're welcome, Marie, and I appreciate those questions. They're very well thought out, yep. and you, um, you're you a very good parent because you already know what you need to be asking, so that's that's great. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank okay, you for calling care. today. Yeah, that is absolutely a great caller there who uh, knew what she wanted to know and a great answer, of course, coming from you that you don't just like to let things sit and happen. Yeah, you're a great doctor. <laughs> you really are the best. But, you know, not everyone likes that approach. You know, so there are people that are comfortable watch, with watching weight and think that, you know, that there's too many tests out there. You don't need to do so many tests. But, uh, yeah, that's just not how I like my health care. <laughs> I like to be proactive if I can. And you do that, too. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by those fine folks over at Stella and Chewy's with the little intro packs. Well, we've, uh, you know, they're, they're supposed to introduce you to the food. 
but we actually switched them up so that Ladybug just gets a different flavor every night. It's more like a variety. It is a variety. Uh, the chicken, Tui's chicken, the simply venison, the Stella super beef, the duck duck goose, and the phenomenal pheasant all available where Stella and Tui's is sold. And thanks guys for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs fulfill our practical and emotional needs in a thousand ways, and we can return the favor. Voice is a way for you to fulfill that promise. You can help your dogs reach their potential and live their best, longest, healthiest life. Voice is more than just an activity tracker or cloud-based data that you and your vet can access. That not only helps detect illness, but help to prevent it. It's a shared experience that deepens your connection to your dog. Voice. Understand your dog like never before. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at Stella I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? (sighs) Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. Geico is available 24-7, unlike Billy, my boyfriend, who is apparently available 24-never. And with Geico's claim status update, after I report a claim, I receive update alerts through my Geico app. Did you hear that, Billy? Update. Alerts. I sure would like to be updated on why you can't return a text. Maybe I should just be dating Geico. Claim status updates, just a few taps away on the Geico app. Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, stay or neuter your animals today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Underwriting for Animal Radio comes from Company of Animals. We all know dogs that uh, get easily scared from thunderstorms and cats. Cats do. I know it's surprising how many animals really do get freaked out. You're not alone if this happens to you. <laughs> uh, the anxiety wrap by the company of animals was actually created to help keep dogs calm during those anxious scenarios like thunderstorms. And here's how it works. It gently applies pressure to specific acupressure points in the body. Isn't that weird how that works? How do they know and how does that work? So many questions, so little time. (laughs) You can find those answers at www.companyofanimals.us. Well, hi, Linda. How are you doing? Okay, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Moton, Pennsylvania. Moton, Pennsylvania. Is it getting spring-like there? Oh, yes. Finally. Yeah, I know. It's been a long winter, hasn't it? I I have Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you? Okay. My husband and I rescued two Jack Russells four years ago, Desi seven and Lucy is four. (laughs) Pardon? I I was just laughing. I love the names. (laughs) They're adorable. I love them to death. But um, 
we were using like a generic brand of Frontline for their tea and flea and tick. Mm-hmm. But to us, it's messy, and it doesn't all come out of the tube. And we were wondering how she feels about pills and what are the best ones to take. Because Lucy does have a sensitive stomach, so. Okay. Well, there are actually, in recent years, there have been more oral products that we can use for flea and tick um, on the market now. And I I think with every pet, we have to gauge what's the best choice. And if if Lucy has a sensitive stomach, sometimes, you know, we may or may not want to use a medication orally for a pet that has that kind of trait. But... um, uh, other topicals as far as, um, you know, sometimes sticking with a good brand name instead of generic, you'll get a better product, you'll get um, um, a much better efficacy. So uh, I would encourage you to get away from generic and try to stick with a name brand like Frontline Plus, which works very well. But yeah, there, it, all of the topicals do have a little greasy um, tendency to accumulate right in the area where you put that. Now, in, as far as the orals go, there is a pretty new oral product that's been on the market that um, it's actually a meaty chew, which is probably, I think, the only one right now that's in a chewable form. There are some other orals that are um, in a tablet form, um, but one called Nexgard, and it's a monthly uh, chewable, um, and it basically kills the, the fleas um, by uh, overstimulating their, their neurologic symptom. Um, so it'll it's it's quite effective, and usually within about 24 hours, 100% of the fleas are killed. Um, it does work on some ticks, not all. So um, sometimes we'll add in a um, a different uh, tick product, or even like uh, the Preventic collar is probably my favorite um, for tick control. Um, but that might be one combination. And as long as you know your baby with a sensitive stomach doesn't have any tummy upset, that would be a, I think a very rational way to go. But as far as other, if you're looking for other flea oral medications, um, in the tablet form, there's Trifexis, which also gives heartworm protection. And then there's Comfortis, um, which is good for fleas. So those are some other products that if you do want to kind of dabble in the orals, you could certainly do so. And, uh, you know, with any of those, I do like to, like I said, uh, pull in something else for tick control just to give us better control with that. Because in Pennsylvania, man, you got it all. <laughs> um My husband found on the Internet this flea away that takes care of fleas and ticks. Mm. Flea away. I'm not sure what kind of product that is. It's an all-natural. Okay. Well, I always say kind of the buyer beware with some of the natural things. Um, If if they work really effectively and we could do it in in a non-medicine way, I tell you veterinarians would be all over it. Um, But, uh, you know, I really can't say too much about that. Okay, my daughter told me when I was talking to her about it, she said she heard that there's a pill that lasts eight months. Nobody said a a vet said something to her about they have pills out now that last eight months. I am not familiar with that, and um, I will be honest, I am in a pretty low flea area, so um, if there is, I'm I'm not up to speed with that. Okay, that's that's a bit of a broad claim. The name of the two that you suggested was... Um, the chewable guard. form, the chewable one is called Nexgard, uh-huh. and then the pill forms are called Trifexis and Comfortis. All right. Well, thank you very much. Hey, All th- right. Thanks for your call, Linda. We appreciate it today. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to get through, just like Linda did. And let's go ahead and take another one for Doctor Debbie. We have Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Good. Where are you calling from? Orlando, Florida. 
Orlando. Okay, how can we help you? Um, I found a kitten, a female kitten, and we brought her in the house because it was winter time. Well, winter for Florida, and she stayed here for a while. Actually, she's living here now. We named her Spare Kitty, but Spare Kitty has swollen glands that feel like the, that look like the mumps, and oh, I don't okay. know what to do about it. Okay, so she's about how old right now then? Well, she's had her first teeth, so I figured she might be about six or seven months old. Okay. And is she feeling sickly in any way? No, she's she's very healthy. She's active. She bounces around and Okay, good, acts like good. <laughs> okay. Well, when we have swollen lymph nodes, especially in the neck area, um, a couple of things mm-hmm. do come to mind. Um, one of the first things I think of in kittens of about the ages between three and seven months of age is they can get a kind of strep infection, and it's called juvenile streptococcal lymphadenitis. And if that's not a mouthful, then, <laughs> then I yeah. don't know. But, but basically, it starts as a strep infection that they get in the tonsils, and it works its way to the lymph nodes in the neck. Um, so that could, certainly could be a possibility there, among other things. So other things in kittens that will cause their lymph nodes to be enlarged can be some viral diseases like feline leukemia. Um, we can also see bacterial infections uh, like Bartonella, which are associated with cat scratch fever. Um, so any of these things, I think, are going to really justify a trip to your veterinarian so we can get her checked out. And that might be something that's first starting with getting her viral tested, um, as well as you know getting a sample from the lymph node, because that can tell us a lot there. Um, but uh, for a lot of those things, if we're not dealing with the viral thing, you know, we're talking about getting her on some antibiotics and getting her you know, treated appropriately. So that, that I'd feel pretty favorable about that. And then we need to get this gal spayed, my goodness. Oh, I know. I thought she was an older cat when I first brought her in, but um, I went to give her to some friends because they wanted to see her for the weekend. And when I did that, she went into heat, and I said, oh, this is a kitten, this is not a cat. Mm. <laughs> um, great that you took her in, but yeah, let's get her into the vet, and we can get all that taken care of pretty, pretty easily if it is what I think it is. Yes. Okay, good. Thanks. All right, thanks. Thanks for calling, Diane. We appreciate it. Some of the show you're listening to right now has been underwritten by Voice, V-O-Y-C-E. This is the wearable band that monitors your dog's key health indicators, including the resting heart rate, the breathing rate, and activity level. It gives you exclusive content from experts on health, nutrition, training, and behavior. Give your dog a voice. That's what we're always saying here. Give your dog a voice. Learn more at MyDogsVoice.com. That's MyDogsVoice.com. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. New York is on target to become the first state to make declawing cats illegal statewide. Eight cities in California have already banned it, but so far no state has done it as a whole. 
Animal advocate and Manhattan Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal is championing the law that would make it illegal to declaw domestic, exotic, and wild cats unless we're absolutely medically necessary. Declawing actually involves amputating the first digit of each toe on the cat, and it can cause emotional and health issues for the animal. The American Veterinary Medical Association recognizes that in most cases, declawing is not medically necessary. In cases where immune-compromised people are getting scratched, the AVMA does deem it appropriate to consider declawing as a last resort after everything else has been tried. The ASPCA also strongly opposes declawing unless cat scratches are causing harm to the health of the cat's guardian. So would you pay to find out whose dog it is pooping in your front yard? Apparently a lot of people actually would, and a company called Poo Prince, yeah, Poo Prince, is making money on it. A lot of homeowner associations are actually calling this team in. They come out to your location and they take a DNA sample from all the pets in the complex or in the neighborhood, and they keep the samples on file. And then when some evidence turns up, the ticked-off neighbor can send in a bit of the offending poop to find out exactly who it came from. Testing costs between 30 and $50, and the company's been in business now about five years, and it has testing agencies in about a 1,000 areas of North America. Well, here's a story with a very tail-wagging, happy ending to it. A pit bull stolen in December of 2013 from the front yard of Northam and April Morris's home in Bennettsville, South Carolina, is finally home. The couple recognized Nina Louise immediately when they saw her on a TV news report about a massive cockfighting bust. They contacted Carolina Waterfowl Rescue, who were taking care of Nina Louise, along with 100 roosters and a duck. And they got a surprise. Not only did the group have Nina Louise, they also had her 10 tiny puppies. The Morrises are helping Nina Louise recover from her ordeal and raising her babies until the puppies are old enough to be adopted into families of their own. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. Animal Radio. 
And we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of minutes for your calls. Toll free at one 405 8405 Joey Villani not in today. He's uh, unfortunately ill with pneumonia. Took sick yesterday in Washington, D.C. Poor guy. Of all places. And then to not be at home, too. That really sucks. <laughs> yeah. So a long way uh. from it, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, pot and your pets. It's a big topic that we all... Very controversial. It is very controversial. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to somebody who makes treats that include uh, hemp in them, uh, supposedly to help with appetite, nausea, and mood disorders, and cardiac health, cancer, brain health, pain in your pet. We're also going to talk to a uh, Democratic senator from the great state of Nevada, yes, (laughs) who uh, happens to be pushing for legislation to make it legal for pot for your pets. How do you stand on that? You know, I think right now I have a problem with it being something um, pretty widespread use in animals. And I think mostly because it's still illegal unless it's a medical use um, in many states in the country. So I I don't know until it's actually something that is legal that we can have around that uh, that I'd really advocate. Because how do you prove? How do you prove this prescription for your dog's marijuana is going to go to the dog and uh, a human in the home (laughs) isn't going to take it? And if so, that's already you know illegal if that person doesn't have a medical uh, card. Now you for mentioned themselves. you mentioned more than once uh, animals coming into your clinic that have gotten into somebody's stash. And oh yeah, it, gets, it oh, can yeah. be toxic at high levels, right? Yeah, and and I think that's part of the thing is that you know even in the marijuana world, you know knowing concentrations and, and accurate testing, so they know the the concentrations of the different compounds in there. I think that's very important, and and dogs are different than people, so that too um, isn't really readily studied. And I think part of the reason it's not studied is it's illegal for veterinarians to prescribe. So um, there really aren't that many studies that are being done unless they're in states that are uh, you know already using it legally. Yeah, I believe. Isn't there an event? In, is it Nevada that's using it, or was it Texas? Uh, California. California. Um, I think Dr. Kramer is a big advocate for um, marijuana use. Well, not a big advocate, but he he certainly endorses it. Well, let's talk to Juliana Carella. She is the CEO, top dog over at Treatables. And Treatables, did I? I believe she's with us now. Hi, Juliana. Hi How are you doing? Hi there. Thank well, you for having me on the show. Well, now you create a, a, a treat that's not necessarily marijuana per se it's hemp is that correct correct yes Mm -hmm. and what is the difference explain to me because i really don't understand sure well um it's important to consider the difference between uh, thc and cbd because they're two different cannabinoids that are present in cannabis um on the other hand with hemp hemp just has uh, cbd And CBD is not psychoactive, so it doesn't actually get the dog high, um, but it has a long, long list of other health benefits. Um, GW Pharmaceuticals in England is developing pediatric epileptic medicine that's derived from CBD. There's many uses for it, and that's uh, specifically what we include in our dog treats because we want to take advantage of the health benefits without getting the dog high. (laughs) Has there been any research done on this? What kind of research has been done? You know, unfortunately, there hasn't been um, a lot of research simply because cannabis has such a stigma and because it's a Schedule One narcotic, so that has basically eliminated the opportunity to have the research done. On the other hand, what we do know is that dogs and all animals, um, except for insects, 
have an endocannabinoid system. And so the way that they respond to the cannabinoids is similar and um, in many cases more sensitive. Dogs are much more sensitive to THC uh, than humans are. Is this legal to send send this out and to sell this? Well, we uh, we just produce the treats in California and sell them in California. Um, the product is actually 50 states legal, but we're going through the process of getting the proper licensing in order to sell it out of state. Uh, but being that the THC content is zero, it um, you know it, it falls in the legal threshold for um, THC, which is zero. Have you had any adverse reactions to the treatables? Um, there's been no adverse reactions. CBD is 100% safe and non-toxic um, because it's not psychoactive. It's not going to get the dog uh, high at all. Um, it's totally safe and natural. There's there's really no way to overdose on CBD, um, you know, because the uh, the effects really are noticeable with dogs that have high anxiety. Um, or pain uh, when you can see that the dog is in pain and then they take the treats and a half hour later they're moving around a lot better. Um, those are the kinds of things that, that really uh, spark our interest because we like to hear back from the pet owners that have these um, kinds of experiences with using the product with their pets. I have a contention about using the word natural when we describe something that's um made from hemp or from you know marijuana because natural also opium plant is a natural plant but it isn't necessarily without harm so i think we have to be very cautious when we use that word well i'm gonna look into this a little closer definitely and as i uh examine the package right now they look yummy the second part of the question about research there are um, a few vets throughout the world that are researching it right now. There's Stephen Katz in um, Philadelphia at the University of uh, Pennsylvania. Excuse me. He's doing research with 60 dogs, and it's a clinical trial. Um, and I believe we'll know more results from that pretty soon. Um, there's other vets that are conducting research, but unfortunately, the research is behind due to the Schedule One narcotic status of cannabis. Thank you so much for your time today, Juliana Carella, the CEO of Treatables, and the website treatables.com. Links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. I don't know if we were having phone troubles with her there. Uh, sound a little bit noisy or windy or something like that out there. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. There are two ways you can ask the Animal Radio Dream Team your questions. You can call us toll-free at 1-866-405-8405, and we'll head to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Or you can also use the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is a free download, and we're proud to announce that it's just been updated and has a lot of brand new features. So go ahead and download our app right now. Welcome to the show, Nancy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? Very good. Very good. You sound very... Where are you calling from today that you're so darn happy? Um, I'm calling from North Carolina. Everybody from North Carolina, they all seem happy when they call. Have you noticed that, Judy? It, it must be the South, you know. What's going on with your pets? Well, I have a question about those uh, soft claws for cats that you okay. put on the claws of a cat so it doesn't scratch the furniture. Yes, Pros and yes. cons. Have you tried them before? Are you looking into possibly getting into this for your kitty? 
Um, I have not tried them, but yes, we're, I'm combining households um, with my new husband, and mm-hmm. my cat will be coming with me, of course, and uh, we we have fine furniture, and there's also a declaw cat that this cat will be sharing a household with. I gotcha. Okay. Soft paws, soft claws. There's different names and different brands out there. But basically what they are are little vinyl caps. So what we basically do with those is we trim the kitty's nails and find the appropriate size uh, nail cap and then use a special adhesive glue to put that on the nail to keep that from snagging and hopefully getting into problems around the house, whether it's scratching or uh, scratching furniture or other kitties or people or what have you. Um, so, yes, I, I do think there's a certain place for these items. I personally, as a veterinarian, am very frustrated with them um, just because in many cases I'm the one that puts those on. Um, but at the, at the household level, they are wonderful. Um, You just have to be patient and you have to be diligent about staying up with these. So the downside is that I see that these claws, uh, the soft paws can come off frequently and I'm a kind of busy lady. I don't do my nails and I find it hard to do cat's nails. So um, for me, that's the biggest downside is that it's a time management thing of staying up with this, making sure you keep the nails trimmed because as the nail grows, the cap will fall off. Other than that, um, I don't have a lot of other cons about it. The, the definite pros about it are that hopefully we can avoid things like declawing, scratching furniture, scratching people, um, and getting into trouble in that in that regard. So uh, there's so many benefits of it. I would not hesitate to try it. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman was trapped for an hour with her hand stuck in her dog's mouth. It all started when her boxer, playing in the backyard, somehow got a fishing hook stuck in his mouth. Owner Vicki Morrill frantically tried to remove the hook but ended up getting hooked to her dog. She was able to dial the phone with her free hand and a fire crew and paramedics arrived and were able to separate the two. Both will be okay, although Vicky's hand was injured so badly she'll need a skin graft. Hopefully her dog will stick to Frisbees in the future. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Take another break to talk about Pot for Pets. We started last hour with uh, Juliana, who had treatables, treats, hemp-made treats for your pets. Hmm. And uh, there's a lot of controversy that surrounds this topic. Dr. Debbie, who's uh, not ready to accept it. I'm still, i got to see some research. And you know me, I just, accidents happen. I see too many toxicities in my practice that I I would hate for people to start playing doctor on their own. (laughs) I absolutely understand that. Uh, From your very beautiful state of Nevada, we have Democratic Senator Tick Segerbloom joining us. Senator, how are you doing? Great afternoon. Good afternoon. You are uh, putting together a bill, or you're sponsoring SB 372. Can you tell us what it is? 
Well, first, it's a lot of, of things. So uh, marijuana and pets is just one little piece of it. <laughs> That's just going off the list. But uh, my proposal was with a veteran's prescription, you could go to a um, medical marijuana store and purchase marijuana for your pet. But what, what uh, was happening, or at least what was anticipated, was that people would want to give it to their pets but they wouldn't have any viable way to do it. This this would be like going to a doctor and getting your doctor's prescription. So you couldn't just go to buy it yourself. But you'd have, but hopefully, a veterinarian would uh, say, "Here's something that might work." Yeah. You say the bill, and I don't want to get off track, but you say the bill is uh, everything but the kitchen sink. In other words, it involves a lot of different aspects and angles to it. What else is under the bill, and does it relate to this? Um. Not really. It's, two years ago, we passed our medical marijuana law, which allowed for the sale of, of marijuana through you know, licensed dispensaries. And we've learned in the past two years a lot of just uh, technical changes that need to be made. And this bill was just what I call an omnibus bill that had all kinds of little technical changes, allowing to be able to transfer ownership, uh, things like that. And, and But somebody brought this issue to me with the pets, and so I put it in there thinking of, um, it, it was a reasonable idea since then I've realized it's maybe not quite so reasonable, but uh, wait, wait, wait. A, lot, a lot of controversy. Are you having second thoughts? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I guess the, the only real thought is the fact that it's, it generates so much publicity, it's it taken away from some of the other ideas in there. But, but mm-hmm. the reality is it seemed like a good idea, and just the fact that it's being discussed um, is probably a positive. But, I, again, I'm not advocating marijuana for pets, but um, if you're going to give it to a pet, you know, at least have a veterinarian who says, Try this because this supposedly will work. Uh, but but what I've learned is a lot of the issues, cancer, um, arthritis, things like that, that that people have dogs have similar things and take similar medications. And so, arguably, if it worked for those conditions in humans, it might work in pets. And a lot of people have come forward and said, "Yeah, I've given it to my, my pet and it works." So, would you say you're just clearing the way for when uh, research has been done and it becomes uh, more acceptable to use marijuana on animals? Absolutely, and the the problem with marijuana, frankly, is you know uh, no one's ever been able to do research because of the federal law. So now they're starting to do it uh, in some of the states out here in the West, and um, this would be the similar kind of thing where you're authorized to do research at least within the state of Nevada. And you know it's arguably we know the drugs that you take for arthritis and for cancer and for pain are, do terrible things to you. Um, so if this works as an alternative, it certainly um, couldn't hurt. Well, it has great medicinal standards, I am very sure. Whether or not it translates to the animals, I think that the jury is still out. But certainly what you're doing, uh, I'm, I'm curious, is the whole bill about marijuana? Yes. Okay. It deals with our medical mar- marijuana industry, which, frankly, is, is just a huge industry in and of itself. It's just amazing the amount of money that's come into Nevada to support our industry. So. Well, you look at Colorado and Washington, and Colorado, that's taxing it. It's making it a whole bunch of money. Exactly. And and we have on our ballot 2016, we're going to go recreational too probably. And so I'm looking at $100 million for education. Uh, and the reality is the marijuana is out there. It's being sold, uh, but it's not regulated. It's not tested. Um, so if we're going to do it, let's test it. Let's, let's regulate it. Let's tax it. So we all make money on it. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Democratic Senator Tick Segerbloom joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. What do you think? Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Would you want to see marijuana legalized for your animals? 
He's named after a parasite. He is named after a parasite, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) It's for my coy and gerbils, officer, I swear. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that it's marijuana is a class one scheduled drug. So there is no way a veterinarian can actually write a prescription for marijuana right now the way that laws are. So people are going to call their vet saying, I want a prescription for marijuana, and it can't be done. <laughs> it yep. has to be legalized, and the drug um, uh, code has to be altered. So that's not even legal then in states where it is legal for humans. There's a lot of hurdles you have to go through to, in order to be able to write a Schedule One controlled wow. substance. And um, th- those are along the lines with like heroin um, and LSD. So um, you know, veterinarians don't have access to prescribing those kind of drugs. Well, it once again has passed just really fast. You know, I, I say that every weekend, but I really mean it this week. It just cruised by. It sure did. Thank you so much for your calls. Thank you, Juliana Carella, for joining us. Denny Hamill, Susan Karowski, and, of course, Senator Tick Segerblom. Segerblom, Hal. Oh, Segerblom. I thought you were going to get it this time. <laughs> Leave Keep trying. It to, leave <laughs> it to me to screw it up. Hey, download the Animal Radio app and uh, visit us at the website. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great one. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.